Hey, podcasters. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. Content and context blend together with sight and sound to create the tone of your podcast. Every podcast has a tone, and if it's discordant, it's going to sound odd in your potential listener's ear. Hello and welcome to another Podcast Pontifications with me, Evo Terra. If you send me an email and you've used a dozen fonts and twice as many colors, yeah, I'm not going to read it. Or if I do read it, I'm not going to give it much credence. If the maitre d' at the steakhouse I go to, you know, back when we used to go to steakhouses, is wearing a ripped-up Striper concert t-shirt, yeah, I'm probably not going to eat there. Yet I love it when my two-year-old granddaughter writes me notes using every single marker she can find. And most people working at the little coffee shop down the street look like they just got back from a drum circle. I'm okay with those things because it's all about the tone that those things set. Setting a tone for your podcast is something podcasters need to learn about. Because it is important. While content is certainly important, context is certainly important, there is a tone. The way that it sounds, the way that it feels. Now, the tone is made up of all of the various parts of your podcast. Theme music is a huge part of the tone. Hard driving. That's a setting a tone right away. Or more cool or quirky or weird, various things. The theme of your show that repeats every time somebody listens sets that tone in their head. Just by listening to the theme music, they know, or they should know, what your show is going to deliver to them, what the tone is. They won't know the content, but they should already get a feeling. Ah, we're here. Same goes for transition music. That's the part maybe you use if you have interviews, maybe before the interview plays or after the interview plays, you do a little transition before your other voiceover tones. That transition music should be related to your theme and also part of the overall tone. The canned portions of your show, whether they are truly canned, and by canned I mean up on a shelf somewhere you just drag and drop them, or just like the intro and the outro that you kind of freestyle on your programs, the things you say almost always the same way each time, that also sets the tone of your show. If it's really, really long, it says one thing, and if it's super short, it says another, as well as the word choices you use inside of that. Then there's the style of the host. Maybe that's you. What's their, what's their energy level? What's their volume level? How fast do they speak? What's their accent? All of these things impact the tone. Same for a voiceover. If you have a voiceover artist, like many podcasters still like to have voiceover artists, and we use voiceover artists quite a lot in our productions as well. 
Is it super pro and professional? Is it more casual, more laid back? That all sets the tone. And then, of course, there's the EQ settings. How actually we modify the voice of the people that are on the program from guests to host to uh, the, the, the voiceover talent as well. And also the, how the music is done, right? It's just, it's, we just do some things to add brightness and warmth and all of this. So all of those things make up the tone of your show. I'm not, I'm not done, by the way. All those things make up the tone of your show. But that's not it. There's more to a podcast than just what you are listening to. All of the non-audio parts of your show also are part of the tone. Your artwork, for example. I mean for the overall show artwork and maybe even the episode artwork. But I also mean more artwork than that. The visuals that go on your website. The visuals you use for these social shares. Maybe you use audiograms or maybe you do pull quotes or maybe you just have header artwork that looks nice when the episode is shared socially. Those are part of the tone of the show. Your stickers, your merchandise, there's so much. All of this together that makes up the tone. Now, I have a couple of questions for you. How did you set the tone of your podcast? When you look at all of those things that I just mentioned right there, and you go back and you listen, how did you determine what tone you would be going for on your podcast? Chances are, you might say, I didn't. <laughs> I honestly didn't have any intention when I set the tone. I just picked things that I thought sounded cool, or perhaps you were trying to emulate someone else's show concept, show build, and ultimately took on a similar tone with there. That's fine. You've done it that way. That is the tone of your show. So if it was intentional, fantastic. If it wasn't intentional, that can also be fantastic. But now, now that you understand a little bit more about tone, you can go back and look and be critical. Because here's the second question I want you to ask yourself. Are there discordant notes in the tone? Discordant notes, a wrong note. I mean, think about a, an orchestra playing or even a three-piece band playing and someone's out of tune or a guitar with one string out, or a piano with one key that's not quite right, that discordant sound, what's this? That might be happening. If you've got a very serious, businessy type focused show, and you've got a piece of music that you've been using for the theme all the time, does that work? I mean, if your show is supposedly talking about issues critical to the current situation and climate out there, and you've got the wrong voiceover dude that is super into various things, and mm -hmm, where, 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 does that work? Now, not all discordant tones are bad. Sometimes it's nice to have a really weird juxtaposed thing that, that just sounds odd, kind of reset people. As long as that was intentional, as long as you did it on purpose, do it. That's fine. I'm not suggesting that everything have to be clean, pristine, and polished. In fact, some tones, some tones of some shows are purposely designed to be almost toneless. And if that's your intention, okay, lean into that. But if it wasn't your intention, go back and look, making sure that you're getting 
the right tone out of every single aspect of your show. Because all of it can be changed. All of it can be changed. Just a matter of where you get your inspiration from, how you find that inspiration. And that's a topic for a much longer discussion. But for now, I want you to look critically at your show, either the one that you make on your own, or maybe you're producing shows for other people like I do, and take a look. Does everything work? Because really and honestly, it's all about intent. It's all about intent and intentionality of every single piece that you do. So maybe you don't need a tune-up of your program. Maybe it just needs a tone-up as you look through and see what can be, if not corrected, at least modified to make sure that every bit of the show has the right consistent tone. Now, if you'd like to share this with someone, I would really appreciate that. It's how, it's really the only way the show grows. People like you, working podcasters, finding another working podcaster who's struggling with an issue, perhaps this, perhaps you've listened to a friend's episode and you go, kind of doesn't work and you don't want to be the bad guy laying the heavy. Well, here's a, eh, let's call it slightly passive aggressive way. Send them an episode of this show. Send them this episode of podcast pontifications and say, hey, uh, Evo had some ideas that I thought might resonate with you. Yeah, that's a little passive aggressive. So (laughs) you find a way to make it less passive aggressive, but please do share this with a podcaster that, you know, it really helps the show grow. And if you've been watching for a while or listening for a while and you say, hey, I think I like what you have to say and I want to support your efforts, Evo, I would certainly appreciate that. You can go to buymeacoffee.com slash evoterra and just do that. Buy me a virtual coffee, and it does help fund the program. That's it. Thanks for watching. I, or listening, I shall be back tomorrow with yet another podcast, Pontifications. Cheers. While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, That right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic healthcare need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families, including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donationsforabortion.com. That's donations, the number four, abortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, shout your abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, Abortion.Cafe has information about where to find clinics. 
Four, PlanCPills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, choice.crd.co has a collection of these resources and more. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.